Hey, welcome to the Jaywalk Podcast. Uh, please like and share when I post this, and I'm on all streaming devices. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm on all streaming devices, and um, just check me out. You know what I'm saying? Spread the word for your boy. I might throw you a little something if you do it and prove that you did it. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, let's get right into it. Let's get into this. I don't want to waste a lot of time because I got to go to bed early because I got to get up. Get ready for the Super Bowl tomorrow. By the way, you heard it here first. The Chiefs will win tomorrow 27-23. The over-under should be 50. It will not go over 50 points. Trust me. It will not go over 50 points. Both defenses are too good. So 27-23 Chiefs. That's what I'm talking about. Chiefs Kingdoms, baby. Let's do this tomorrow. But I digress. Dr. Umar, and I don't know if y'all know who he is. I mean, if you don't, look him up. Dr. Umar Johnson, very, very intelligent man, very, very wise man. I actually look up to him, and I get my pro-blackness a lot from him, Dr. Umar. Uh, I'm pro-black myself. Because you're pro-black doesn't make you anti-white. So let's be, let me get that thrown out there first. <clears throat> but Dr. Umar uh, is a... Uh, a lot of the stuff he says is true. He's kind of like Charleston White. He's kind of like Charleston White. But um, he's pretty extreme is what they call him. I wouldn't call him extreme. I just think he's, he's um, I don't know what I would call him. But uh, you look at this up. I got the receipts that he said that calling Eminem the best of all time is white supremacy. Um, and what he's saying is now I, I'm, I'm not going to speak for him. But what I think he's saying is he's saying, well, they try to do the same thing with Elvis. They try to do the same thing with, uh, they try to put white faces on black, black genres or entertainment. So that white face looks like, you know, they're the best. No matter what uh, they do with basketball players, they did with white basketball players. Um, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't say they did it with Larry Bird. Larry Bird was legit, but um, they like to hype up the uh, the Great White Hope uh, syndrome. Is what it's pretty much called. Okay, and um, that's what he's saying about Eminem that. He can't be the best of anything because it's a black art form or it's a black genre. And um, I understand where he's going with this when it comes to Eminem. I understand. I really, really do. But if you listen to me and anybody knows me, a pro-black as I am, I love Eminem. I mean, I love Eminem. Real talk. I am a Eminem groupie. I I hang on his every word. He is in my top, <clears throat> he is in my top five. Um, my top five is a little different than other people because I break it down with music, lyrics, uh, there's all kinds of stuff that I break my my list in. So. But my overall list, he's in my top five. Because every category I have of rapper that I listen to, 
he hits the mark in all of it. So what I do is, um, what I do is, I put you in my top five, right? Hold on a second. I put you in my top five. That means, that's how it works. That means the highest you can be is number one. The lowest you can be is number five. Like sometimes it's Tupac, Biggie, or Biggie. Well, to me, it's always Biggie, Tupac, Jay-Z, Nas, Eminem. Okay? Now, every time I hear like their, their music or, their, or what they're rapping about, it can change. Yes, Eminem has been number one sometimes. My, my top five is like a, a college football poll. And yes, Eminem has been number one before. Race has nothing to do with it. It's about talent. And I love Dr. Umar. I'm not going to disrespect the man. I'm not going to say he's stupid. I'm just going to say I disagree with him when it comes to um, hip hop. I understand what he's saying is like he's saying like you can't go to Palestine and be the best whatever, you know, thing there. Or I can't go to China and be the best thing there. I get what he's saying. But when it comes to. When it comes to hip hop or rap music, whatever you want to call it, um, it's different. It's always about skill because if you don't have skill, people will notice that. Hip hop heads like me will notice if you don't have skills. And that's what's wrong with, um, with, with Dr. Umar staying, look, Dr. Umar, I, I, he cannot sit here and honestly say with a straight face that Eminem isn't talented. He's ultra talented. He can rap fast. He can rap slow. He can rap. I mean, he's just Eminem is just amazing. And I think that um he has uh. I think Dr. Umar and all his pro-blackness is so pro-black that he's kind of blind to see, you know, how great he is. I think he knows how talented Eminem is. I, I honestly believe that. And, but white supremacy, I don't think so. Because I don't, Eminem, um, first time I heard him in 1999, hi, my name is, hi, my name is. I was like, okay, this guy ain't gonna last long. But y'all know how I feel about Dr. Dre. I'm, I'm you know, I'm basically his bitch. So, uh, <laughs> so um, when I heard Dr. Drake signed him, and I'm just like, Dr. Dre doesn't sign bad talent. So obviously, there's something about this Eminem guy. You know, what I'm saying why you know Dr. Dre signed him. Dr. Dre just doesn't sign anybody. You have to be great. And Dr. And Dr. Dre makes you greater if you're already great. Then I heard Guilty Conscience, the second single out, I was like, okay. He had me. <laughs> I mean, he had me when I heard Guilty Conscience. And then he dropped the second album. Oh, to this day, that album is the, is that the Marshall Mathers LP? Yeah. The Marshall Mathers LP, that that album 
is in my top five albums of all time. It's up there with uh, Life After Death, All Eyes on Me, Machiavelli, um, um, Steelmatic, uh, and The Blueprint. That's up there with those albums. Oh, I want to shout out to Kendrick Lamar, his album, uh, Mr. Morale, that, and The Steppers, that, that's on there too. But, um, yeah, that Marshall Mathers, that, that album is legit. And I'm not going to sit here and let people keep going out my man Eminem. Lord Jamar is winning Eminem. And yes, I do agree with Lord Jamar. In the house of hip hop, white people are a guest. They are, they're a guest. And a guest has limited rules. But if but if Eminem's a guest, then he has the key. He's a guest with the key. Eminem can come to the house of hip hop anytime he wants. Four o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, midnight. If Eminem's a guest, he is allowed to come in the house of hip hop anytime he wants. And I'm I'm not. Uh, there are some people that are going to hear this podcast and say, hey, this fool's a Tom. Or he's a sellout. And that's fine. You can call me whatever you want to, but Eminem is still in my top five. And I understand he has the machine Dr. Dre behind him and Interscope. I understand that. See, when you have Dr. Dre behind you, it's pretty hard to fail. It's pretty hard to fail. But the thing is, what makes Eminem great is Dr. Dre didn't write no lyrics for him. Dr. Dre didn't write no songs for him. He writes for Dr. Dre. Forgot about Dre. Who do you think wrote that? Eminem. And Eminem is, he has entered as my top 10 as a producer, as in making beats. Eminem is in my top 10. So think about that for a second. He's in my top five for rap, and he's in my top 10 for uh, beat making and music making. So if he's a guest, he has a key to every room, and he spends the night a lot. I mean, I'm not just talking weekend. He spends the night Monday, Tuesday, leave on Wednesday, come back Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then come back on Sunday. That's the kind of guest he is. So if he's a guest, because, I mean, the only way he could be live there is he has to be there seven out of seven days. So if he's a guest, he's only missing on Wednesday. That's how great Eminem is. I'm defending Eminem because you got to give credit where credit is due. Eminem is one of the all-time greatest. He is one of the all-time greatest. Whether you disagree, he is all-time greatest. See, that's the thing. I remember I was telling my mom one time. I said, Mom, listen to me. You got to hear this guy, Eminem. You have to hear him. I don't want to hear that white boy. I don't want to hear the white boy. He don't know what he's doing. Mom said, listen to me. You have to hear this white boy, Eminem. You have to hear him. Like, this dude is off the chart. I'm talking about my... He's one of those out-of-this-world rappers. I don't want to hear that. Two years later, we fast-forward two years, my mom hears 
something about Detroit City. I forgot the name of the song. She hears it on the radio. And she goes, that was Eminem? I was like, yes, that's what I was trying to tell you. She goes, oh, my God, that song with Obi Trice? Oh, my God. You don't even tell the truth. I was like, I was trying to tell you. Mom, he's not trying to be black. He's not one of those white guys that are trying to be black. He is just great. That's what made my mom a fan of Eminem. If you're reaching the older generation of people, especially a black woman my mom's age, you're great. You're great. You're great. And you have, in other black genres of music, you have your Tina Marie's, you have your Lisa Stangfields, you have your Madonna's, you have, I don't know if you would consider Cindy Lauper being one, but I like Cindy Lauper. Um, you have a Holland Oats, you have, um, a plethora of white people shining in quote unquote black genres. Okay. But the difference between Eminem is Marvin Gaye. Outside of R. Kelly. Well, we usually talk about Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye is pretty much the standard bearer when it comes to, I don't know if you want to call it R&B or soul music. I don't know if you want to call it. But he, Marvin Gaye is the, his, that voice, man. He was just, I don't know. So, that's what Eminem is. To rap. Jay-Z, Nas, Pac, Biggie, Eminem. These guys are standard bearers. 50 years from now, when they talk about hip-hop, because hip-hop is going to be 100 years old 50 years from now, okay? 50 years from now. They will be talking about Eminem. They will be talking about the Beastie Boys. I don't know about Vanilla Ice, but they'll be talking about him too because he he broke he made history when he rapped. No matter how you feel about him, he made history. Um, you will hear about Eminem, Vanilla Ice, and the Beastie Boys. And it's rightfully so. Your skin color does not matter when it comes to talent. Larry Bird was legit. He won the MVP three years in a row in the 80s. And he was playing with Jordan, Magic, Barkley, Ewing, just to name a few. And he balled out. So let's not pretend, you know, and the thing, the thing that, that's made Eminem great and why I love Eminem so much is he's not, he's not taking hip hop and whitewashing it. He's not putting on white artists. He's putting on black artists. He's not going around telling anybody he's the greatest. That's the problem he had with Melly Mel. 
the legend Melly Mel. He's not he's not going around saying, hey, I'm the greatest and everything else. That's for us to decide. And I think he's one of the greatest, hands down. Pac, he's up there with Pac and Biggie to me. Eminem, yes. But because he's white, I think people use that as a uh, against him because he's white. And the thing that makes it hard to deal with, not only because I'm a fan, but hip-hop music and, and, and um, in sports, especially in entertainment, just entertainment in general, is supposed to be about your talent and not about your race. Um, Um, it's just, I think there are some things and there are, I don't know, that a lot of black people can't deal with when a white person does better than them. Basketball and hip hop. So, it's one. Um, I get it. I get it. But at the same time, we got to pay what credit's due. So, Dr. Umar, I respect to you, man. I like what you're doing for black people. I respect you. I'm not going to say anything bad about you. I just think I'm just going to disagree with you about Eminem. It's not white supremacy. He's just, he's just a supreme talent. He just happens to be white. So... Like Gary Owen, I met him once. Um, he was a nice guy. He gave his autograph and everything. Um, Gary Owen is up there with the Kevin Hart's. He is up there with the Cat Williams. Um, he's up there. He don't get the recognition. And why? I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's because he dates black women or something. I, I don't know why. He, he should be a lot bigger than what he is. But Kevin Owen is... He, I, I, I take him joke for joke against Kevin Hart. Oh. I, he's up there on the Dave Chappelle level. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about as far as like... Um, as far as like stature. I'm talking about... When it comes joke for joke, I, I don't think anybody can out-joke Gary Owen. He's looked at, uh, he has a very, he's a black audience. And, and it's not because he's white. It's because he's funny. I mean... What I'm saying is, man, we you have to give credit where credit's due. And Eminem is, wow, nothing short of amazing. And it's not white supremacy. So if Eminem's your favorite rapper, um, by all means, enjoy Eminem. I don't care what color you are.
Okay. Here's the thing. I got another question for y'all. If you think about it. Okay, like this. Since Eminem was white, Scott Storch is in my top five of producers. He's white. But now, I'm going to add this at the end of the podcast. I'm going to throw producers in here too later on. But I'm going to give you my top five. Now, Dr. Dre, y'all know, Dr. Dre is my favorite person in music. Okay? So, Dr. Dre is a god. So, he's not on this list. Dr. Dre is a god to me. That's how much I love Dr. Dre. That's probably why I love Eminem so much. Dr. Dre is a god. So, he's not on this list. Because Dr. Dre is in the class all by himself. Here are my top five producers, and, and they're going to be in order. Okay? Number five is Jermaine Dupree. No, I take that back. Number five is Swiss Beats. Number four is Jermaine Dupree. Number three is Scott Storch. Number two is Pharrell. And number one is Timbaland. Okay? Do y'all see where I got Scott Storch? Number three. And he's white. Scott Storch can go beat for beat. It gets anybody in that top five that I just mentioned when it comes to producers. Yes, he can. So I think Timlin's the best. But Scott Storch can go beat for beat with him. You kind of get, if you kind of know what I'm saying. So, but like I said, Swiss Beats, he's fifth. Okay. Swiss Beats, I don't know if he can go. I just think he makes the most unique beats. That's why I put him in the top five because we hear Swiss Beat. He's very creative. Very creative. It's very a simple number complex, but it's very creative. Like, um, but I digress though. But Swiss Beats, I don't think he could go beat for beat with the top four. But the reason why I got him at five is because, I mean, he blew up DMX because of his beats. Um, and in the early 2000s, late 90s, you would want a Swiss Beat. He has the most unique beats. Um, that's why he's five. Now, I don't... but. Let me get back to Scott Storch. Scott Storch is so great. Dr. Dre works with him. He taught he taught Dr. Dre how to play the piano. Hence why Dr. Dre beats has changed over time. Because Dr. Dre is a learning vessel. He likes to, he's a perfectionist. He likes, like Dr. Dre doesn't listen to his music after he creates it because, and I do the same thing with my podcast because what happens is, when you hear it, cause I don't listen. I don't listen to my podcast, guys. I don't listen to them. I do them for y'all. So um, when you hear it, you're like, "Oh man, I should have said this. Oh, I should have said that. Oh, I forgot to say this. I should." You know what I'm saying? When you do that, it drives you crazy, and it weighs on your mind. Or you think about it all night. You can't sleep. I. Because when Dr. Dre, because, you know, I mean, he, he's a god to me. He's a production god to me. So when Dr. Dre made In the Club beat, <clears throat> um, 
he said, I can't listen to it to this day because if I listen to it, I'm going to be thinking about the things that I didn't do. Now, think about that for a second. A beat that great. That is one of the most recognizable beats in, in the history of hip hop, just in music, not just hip hop, just in music in general. We hear in the club. You know, you're hearing in the club. And to this day, Dr. Dre said, I can't listen to it because I'm going to be thinking about all the things that I didn't do with that beat. I understand now when you, when you do art or whatever, I completely understand why some authors don't read their own books. I get it now. So Scott Storch. Oh, man, I mean. The thing with my top five production list is it's pretty rigid. Where I got you is where I got you. So, so you know how and my, my hip-hop list is very fluid. Um, Eminem can be number one one day or be number five. Nas can be number one one day, you know what I'm saying? Lower than three, you know, the lowest he can be is three. So, my, but my, my, my producer list is not like that. It's very rigid. I don't ever think Swiss Beats will be number one. I would say my top two is fluid. But I, I not not even that fluid. Nah, it's pretty rigid. I think Tim Lin's the best producer of all time. Hip-hop producer of all time. And the reason why I think he's the best is because he does hip-hop and R&B. And that, that's a sign of a great producer. That's why... Jermaine Dupri is number four with me. And he's very underrated, and I'm, I'm tired of him getting overlooked. He has saved three careers. Well, he didn't save, but made a couple of years. I'll give you an example. I got receipts. Usher's one of them. Usher's not who he is, and I love Usher. He's like my favorite R&B artist. Um, but he does not, Usher does not have the career he has without Jermaine Dupri. Mariah Carey. He saved her career. They thought she was done in the mid 2000s, like that decade. Everybody thought she was Mariah was done. He takes her. He takes. She goes to him. He gives her some beats. Mariah's Mariah again. Jermaine Dupri, sir, sir, I can't even talk. Saved Mariah Carey's career, and that's not looked at a lot or enough. He gave you escape. Yeah, Jermaine Dupri did some pretty big things that, that he does not get recognized for. That's why he's in my top five of all time. He ain't going nowhere. Um, but I get to but Scott Torch is white and he's number three on my list. Okay. If Scott Storch was number one. If someone was to tell me, if someone was to tell me that Scott Torch is the best hip hop producer of all time, okay, I wouldn't be mad at him. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be mad at him because Scott Storch can go beat for beat with anybody in hip hop. Let me let me let me give y'all. A rundown with Scott Storch and how great he is. Forgot about Dre. That's Scott Storch. 
give me that. Chris Brown. That's Scott Storch. Um, oh, man. God, I had a whole list. I can't think of it. But that's just the name of a few. Scott Storch got some bangers. Um, where I'm from. Scott Storch. So, I commend Scott Storch. He's one of my favorite producers. Uh, that's and I, it has not white supremacy. If if a white person was to come to me and say, "Hey, Scott Storch is the best hip hop producer of all time," I would look at him crazy, but I would understand exactly why he they would say that because Scott Storch. <sighs> If y'all look, if y'all look at Scott Schwartz's catalog, he did a verses with with um, Many Fresh of Cash Money. He murdered him, and Many Fresh got some hot beats. Many Fresh is cold with it, but Scott Storch <laughs> murdered him. Go look at that verses of Scott Storch versus a uh, uh, Many Fresh. <laughs> Wasn't even close. Um, so uh, race has nothing to do with this in this hip hop thing. That is one of black people's or African people's strengths is welcoming all people. And it's also our biggest weakness is also welcoming all people. Um, and Eminem it's not on that white supremacy stuff. Like, I'm white and I'm better than everybody. He doesn't do that. He does not do that. Him and Benzino picked up the little beef again. And I ain't going to lie to you guys. Benzino was flowing. He was kind of getting that Eminem's head a little bit. So, shout out to Benzino, man. He was doing his thing, man. Mad props. Mad props, Benzino. Because I used to think he was so garbage back in the day. <laughs> I thought Benzino was so garbage, but... He, he, I mean, the order he got, he's doing his thing. He's flowing. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to uh, Rambozino and his fine daughter, Cola Ray. Um, but I digress, though. I think, and as hard as it is, it is to believe or or see. I think. I think Eminem gets picked on a lot. Yeah, I think he gets picked on a lot. And I think he's being penalized for him being white. I think um I think he doesn't get enough credit because he's white. And I think because he's white, people are reluctant to give him that title of the greatest of all time. And we do know white people have a history of the great white hype syndrome. When a white person does something well, they make them like they're the greatest. Like they deal with Elvis and um, I don't know. I can just think of Elvis right now. And um, there's the things that that I think that. I understand how black people, we need to be less inclusive when it comes to our things that we create because 
They have a history of coming in and taking credit for things that we created. But at the same time, on the same token, we still got to be able to give credit where credit is due. I love Tierra, you know, Tiana Marie. I love George Michael. I love, uh, like I said, Cindy Lauper. Uh, I love Lisa Stangsfield. Um, I love Pink. And so when it comes to this whole entertainment situation, talent should always win. And it shouldn't be about race. And that's why I love about uh, the entertainment industry, because it shouldn't be about race at all, speed or how talented you are. Um, when it comes to movies, uh, Adam Sandler is probably the person that him and Jim Carrey are the two guys. And may he rest in peace, Robin Williams. I wish he was still with us. The three guys that I can just go watch one of their movies before I go see a black movie. I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think I would rather go see a Jim Carrey movie before I see a Kevin Hart movie. I would rather go see a... Uh, I would rather go see a Robin Williams movie, probably even over the Martin movie. The one thing, but the one person movie I will see over anybody would be probably Eddie Murphy. But Jim Carrey, for talent for talent, he's up there with Eddie Murphy. Adam Sandler, he's up there with Eddie Murphy. Adam Sandler makes some damn good movies. I'm a huge fan of Adam Sandler. And this is what I'm saying. Is that white supremacy because these guys are white and talented? No. That's Eminem. He's just white and talented. Eminem never said, hey, you know what? Because I'm great at hip-hop, that white people are better than black people, you know, in hip-hop. That's the opposite of what Eminem has done. He has done everything possible to put more black people on. So how is that white supremacy? Well, Jamar, I, I respect him. He, he's another, uh, I don't know if you could call him a legend per se, but he's a huge impact. And he, you know, he, you know, he, I think he disrespects Eminem. But he said himself that, yeah, he's a great lyricist. Okay, so. If he's a great lyricist, you don't have to keep mentioning him that he's a he's a guest in the house of hip hop. We know this. But if he's a guest, like I said, he's there six out of seven days a week. And he has the key to every room. He's a gatekeeper. And every time he opens up that gate. It's a new black artist that he's bringing in. He's not trying to gentrify hip hop. I love Eminem. 
And that's never going to change. I don't care how many times sellouts, whatever I'm going to get in the emails, you know, after they hear this podcast, I don't care. I love Eminem. Now, some people say, well, Jerome, the reason why you go so hard for Eminem is because he's with Dre. Has nothing to do with that. Has nothing to do with that. Eminem, over time, has proven that he's not a fluke. He has staying power. He has done everything in hip-hop there's done. Except win a Grammy. Now. Like I said. I'm not going to disrespect Dr. Umar. Because I got way too much respect for him. He's like. My father on YouTube. I hang on every every word, but this one I'm going to disagree with my dad and say, "Hey, man, you're wrong." If I talk to Dr. Umar, if I could talk to him face to face, every time he asks me a question, I would say yes, sir, no, sir. I would not raise my voice towards him. If he was to hit, I doubt that he would do this, but if he was to hit me or slap me, um, I wouldn't do anything back to him. That's how much respect I have for Dr. Umar. So when he says, hey, Jerome, I need you to clean this house up for me while I go out and do this. All you hear me do is say is, yes, sir. Hey, uh, did you get that done? No, sir. Yes, sir. That's how much respect I have for Dr. Umar. But when it comes to Eminem, I'm going to defend Eminem. His body of work, his resume says he is a legend. He is a living legend. And when they do the history of hip hop 50 years from now, you would not be able to talk about hip hop without mentioning Eminem. Afini Shakur, Machiavelli's mother, gave Eminem Tupac's audios. And Eminem did such an amazing job with those audios. He made it sound like Pac was still alive. Why? Now remember, she's a Black Panther. She's very pro-Black, if any is. If Eminem's not as great as people say he is, why did she give that library to him? She didn't give it to Dre. She didn't give it to uh, Timbaland. She gave it to Eminem. Because she knew Eminem was so great that he would be the only one to do right by it. That's how great Eminem is.
And we need, if you're, if you like hip hop and rap music like I do, we need to appreciate him while he's here. And like I said, 50 years from now, you're not going to mention hip hop without mentioning Eminem. He is one of the best. I will defend him until I die. And if the universe, I hope somehow, some way, if I could talk to Eminem, I would just tell him, thank you. He was like, thank you for what? Thank you for entertaining me for the past 20 years. Thank you for never letting me down. Thank you for showing me that you can't judge a book by its cover when it comes to this entertainment thing. He know, you gotta remember, Eminem's the reason why 50 Cent did so great. Well, him and Dr. Dre. I mean, come on. <laughs> 50 Cent's great already. You add them two? Come on, man. It's like steroids. So, excuse me. It's stuffy where I am in the studio. It's very stuffy in here. But I think if if Mount Rushmore, I I if you had four, I guess because every generation would have a different Mount Rushmore. Mine would be I guess if you only have four, I guess mine would be. Pac, Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas. And, uh, and y'all know, I'm a, when it, when it comes to Lil Wayne, I'm another fanatic of Lil Wayne. I, I mean, I would put him in the top five, Wayne, but, uh, that's this is that's a testament to tell you how great because Wayne's my six. That should tell you how great Eminem is because to put Wayne in the top five, I would have to take somebody out, and Eminem ain't going nowhere. Um, so I made this podcast because I. I I think us black people, it's kind of way different because how much we've been discriminated against in this country since the deception of this country, we've been discriminated against. But sometimes I think we take that anger sometimes and direct it in the wrong to the wrong white people sometimes. I honestly believe that. I honestly believe that. So. 
it, because there's no such thing as reverse racism. There's no such thing. But I think we there's there's a such thing as reverse discrimination, though. And I think that a lot of that angst is, like I said, 50 Cent said it best. A lot of black people don't like it when white people do things better than them in, in, a, in a white, in a such called black genre. They don't. I will 100% get that. I, I think that's true. But the theme of this podcast is give credit where credit's due. He, he's up there. And for people to say, or for people to, to say because it's a black genre, um, and count, that's like a white person. Winning the hundred, the hundred, hundred yard dash, the hundred meter dash. Is that white supremacy then? I don't, I don't, I can't remember the last time it's ever happened. I don't know if it's ever happened since blacks joined, but that, if a white person wins the hundred meter dash, is that white supremacy? Or is he, wow, that's a fast white boy. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Matt McClung, the white guy that won the dunk championship last, last, last year. He was doing some nasty dunks. He put on one of the best performances I've ever seen in a, in a dunk contest on any level. Now, is he better than Zach Levine and Vince Carter and and J, and J.R. Richardson? No, no. But his performance was, it was up there. It's up there. He did some dunks I never seen Vince Carter do. So, but I want to get back to the hundred meter yard dash, whatever. So, if the white guy wins the hundred meter yard or the 100 or the 200, and he wins, and he's white, is that white supremacy? No, he's just faster than the black guys he ran up against. Obviously, he's really, really fast. That's how you need to look at hip-hop. If the white guy can rhyme better than the black guy, then... The white guy can just rhyme better than the black guy. That's what Eminem is. And that's why the whole situation with him and Melly Mel. Melly Mel is a legend. He is respected as such. But when he tried this Eminem, he kind of hurt his legacy. By doing that. Because... We all know about white privilege in America. We don't need to be reminded of it. We do. But Eminem is not that case. Eminem is the hype and above it.
Eminem is hip hop. When you talk about the major players in hip hop, you're going to have to go from the Sugar Hill Gang to the Furious Five, Melly Mel, to LL, to KRS One, to Rakim, to uh, Snoop Dogg, to, um, oh, I've got after LL, to Ice Cube and NWA, to Snoop Dogg, to Pac, to Biggie, and to Big, I don't know if you'll put Big Pun on that level. I think he is, because that's how Cody was lyrically. But if you don't pick Big Pun, you, you will have to mention Eminem. After Nas, then Pac, then Biggie, then, uh, I know I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, DMX. But when you mention DMX in the story of TikTok, you're going to have to put Eminem right up there. Yes, once you talk about hip-hop, and that's why I'm saying it so much in this podcast, people, when you talk about hip-hop, you will be talking about Eminem. Eminem in the book of hip-hop has its own chapter. Like Roxanne Shantae, KRS-One, Rakim, Jay-Z, Nas, Biggie, Pac, um, Millie Mel, LL. Them guys are chapters in the book of hip-hop. Eminem has his own chapter. And Dr. Umar, that is not white supremacy. That's just white greatness. And like I said, I'm never going to disrespect or say anything bad about Dr. Umar. We just happen to disagree on this on this thing. Just because you're from somewhere does not mean you cannot be the best somewhere else. Yes, Eminem is in the top five. Possibly could be number one. And that's okay. And that's okay. Because nobody said a damn thing when Tiger Woods hit the scene in the 90s about him being black and being the, even though he didn't want to claim it, but him being black and be number one in in being considered a white sport. No one said a damn thing. And Tiger Woods is one of my favorite athletes. I love Tiger Woods. He is probably 
my second favorite athlete of all time next to probably Kobe and Magic Johnson. And, um, but that's what I'm saying, guys. No one said a damn thing when Tiger Woods hit golf, considered, quote unquote, a white sport and dominated. Eminem is what Tiger Woods is to golf. Uh, if I'm going to double down on that. Eminem is what, to hip-hop, is to what Tiger Woods is to golf. There have been a plethora of white rappers. This is nothing new in hip-hop. There's always been white rappers. But there ain't never been a white rapper, ever, in the history of hip-hop. That could up the sip there and that could rap with the Giants like the Pox, the Biggies. And the Rakims and the LLs and everything else. Like I said, Eminem is up there. He is a legend. He will always be a legend. And his, his, in a hip-hop legacy, his place is cemented. I don't care who gets mad about this. Like I said, I don't scratch my head unless it itches, and I don't dance unless I hear some damn music. Eminem is one of the greatest artists of all time in any genre. And if you don't agree, you're just a hater. So, by somewhere, the grace of the universe, somehow, some way, I hope Eminem can hear this podcast, and I will... If you do hear Eminem, man, I'm a lifelong fan. I've been a fan since day one. And I'm going to be a fan when I'm, <laughs> even when I'm long and gone. Because this podcast is going to live forever. So people can always hear, my kids will always hear that their dad or their grandpa or their great grandpa, how much of a fan he was of this great white rapper that for some reason black people have a problem with because he's great. But in the words of another great MC called T.I. Um, he always says if they ain't hating Stop, stop worrying then. Basically saying, if they ain't, if they hating, then you're doing something right. And it doesn't matter because Eminem is white. <laughs> so, hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you sat the way through it. Hope I didn't bore you too much. Please like, subscribe, and support me. Uh, get at me if you want to get on the podcast. Do it, inbox me or through an email or if you have my number. Um, you know, just get at me, but, um, shout out to Eminem and D12 and the whole Detroit, um, hip hop, uh, community. I love y'all Eminem. I love you. You keep doing your thing, Eminem. You're a legend and you always will be. And you are 
one of the biggest influencers in hip-hop history. I don't care what anybody says. Shout out to Dr. Umar. I still love you. You're just wrong about Eminem. So y'all be good to yourselves and be better to each other. And I will see or y'all will hear me on the next podcast. I'm out.